Podcast like a motherfucker. So welcome to the Amazon Podcast, Hello. episode number 32. So this episode is going to be about uh, our trip to the English Championships. This is me, Henry P. Miller. Yeah, and Casper the Swede, our Casper grand adventure together. Yeah, taking the hobby to England. Yeah, exactly. So on this episode, we're going to talk to Giladis. Yes. Marco from uh, the executive yeah, board basically the like the highest up you can get in the project I would say yeah talk about um, some hibern elf stuff yeah hopefully the recordings worked out well um, we record it in the middle of element games yeah so the don't know how good the quality is going to yeah, be well, hopefully it was a really good conversation yeah I would have loved to spend more time having a chat yeah but we were pretty pressed for time in between games and uh, also going to go over our list and the results yeah. so stay tuned Amazon podcast. Yes, I mean I, I've never been a guest in the Amazon podcast before, so I'm pretty pretty happy with this. Yeah, privileged, you yeah. might say. I'm sure everyone recognises my voice. Maybe you should introduce yourself. I'm Jack. Jack. Jack the, the, che- Jack the cheesemonger. Chapman. Jack the cheesemonger Chapman <laughs> from the Thunder Guys podcast. How's it? How's the cheese going down, Jack? I tried a little bit, but <laughs> I should have left it on the radio. Maybe you should explain the the what happened. You bought me some cheese. <laughs> you bought me some gorgonzola because that's what I mentioned. Uh, and you bought me some Danish blue because who doesn't love eating a bit of Dane? Yeah, a little uh, bit Danish blue. Yeah. I've never actually tried it. Is it good? Ah, uh, that's not the one I tried. I tried oh, the you, you tried the gorgonzola. Yeah. How was it? Sweaty. Sweaty. <laughs> 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 to be fair, like I bought it yesterday afternoon. Mm. Then it was sat in my fridge all night. Mm. Then it was in my bag all day yesterday yeah. on the plane in my room last night. Had no fridge. Yeah. Then it was, it's come here. And it was above the radiator. Above the there. radiator. Yeah. <laughs> so very sweaty. So very sweaty. <laughs> yeah. So here at the English Championships 2018. Yep. Um, I'm not doing very well, I must say. I think you're doing much better than me. I'm doing okay. Yeah. What's the, what's the score right now? After three games? 45. 45, yeah. wow. Out of 60, that's not bad. Tw- I'm 20 points behind you. <laughs> <laughs> the last game. Could be worse. Could be 40 points behind me. Yeah, true, true, true. So, uh, yeah, I'm on 25 points. Had a big loss in the last game. And uh, also joined by Jack Austin. Woohoo! Maybe, maybe we need to think of a, a Jack name for you. Okay. We have the Cheesemonger. And then we need a, a big jack. We're going big jack. It's big, big, jack. big jack. Big jack. So we're going to go for ETC. It's big jack and, and I'm little jack. Right. <laughs> yeah. We need to try and like, push the cheesemonger, I, I feel. Maybe. Maybe. I think I should have for fun sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't go around saying saying everyone's... Uh, Hi, I'm the cheesemonger. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how have your games gone today? I think you've got some funny stories. Oh yeah, plenty. Um, we talked about on the Thundergloss podcast and our predictions about yeah. the guy I was playing, um, Matthew Dodson, or Doggone, whatever it was. Anyway, um, <laughs> he had double the Herald and like two, 20 chosen and that's basically it. Yeah. 
it's really funny because we sat down. We, we talked about the comment on the on the podcast, yeah. and we sat down. And I was like, "Oh, if you get a comment, if you get a double comment." Yeah, he started deploying, and I was like, "Oh, what manifestations are you gonna take?" He's like, "Well, I'll take flying plus one strength divine on this guy." I'll take flying plus one strength of on this guy. I'm like, you don't want Comet? He's like, nah, Comet's shit. And I'm like, well, this <laughs> okay. is going to be a okay. game. <laughs> but is it though? I thought Comet was the best, but... Oh, that's not, yeah, I mean, that's just what he said. Yeah. So... Obviously, he's the expert in this battle. Yeah, yeah, so first turn, he puts both of his old heralds together in a unit, <laughs> together, and then bombs them forward 16, 16 inches to fight me, to which I replied, no. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're if you're in a unit, right? It's good if you're, if you're gonna get charged, right? But if you're not gonna get charged and you're gonna get shot and magic that, it's probably not a good idea. Because like, I got to throw divination magic at him uh, at one unit and hit both of them. So like, first turn I put uh, face judgment on him. I rolled a one for the hits and he passed the, war- the armor safe. So. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll say he's saving all his dice today. He's like, oh, I was a bit naff. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Could have been better. Yeah, an strike. Got like 15 hits, <laughs> five wounds, and then he passed all but one of the ward saves with Divine. And he was like, oh, well, that could have been really bad if I'd rolled worse. I'm like, yeah, so I probably should spell that next time. I'm probably like, yeah, probably should. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so next turn comes around. It drives like some 11 inch charge for no reason. Like, know, whatever. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best play. It wasn't then. the best play. Uh, yeah. So he drives this charge, fails it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do Divine Judgment on you again. He's like, oh, that one go this time. That was shit last time, Jack. And I'm like, it sure was. Six. Six wounds. <laughs> Six wounds. One of them takes two wounds. The other one takes two wounds. And I'm like, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> then the uh, fucking Plague Monks fail their frenzy, straight in the flank. And I'm like, shit. Well, that's a wasted unit. But they do three wounds. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they <laughs> kill one. Uh, they go down to one wound. Yeah. And then the fucking uh, Foot Clan. Foot Clan foot pads throw their slings and kill one of them. I was like, yeah. <laughs> with the yeah, with the slings. Yeah, yeah. So his last one is left there on two wounds. He charges some something else and charges off the board, comes back on, flies behind me. So I turn three weapons teams, the globe launches around to him, the vermin demon throws magic and a doom wheel, all facing this unit to kill him. I roll the magic phase out and I do uh, the hereditary so 2d6 strength 4 and he was like no I want to stop I want to stop divine judgment I'm like okay no worries <laughs> 3 hits 1 wound 3 hits Fails the arm Fails the arm Fails the arm He just dies <laughs> like, well that's an army's yeah. worth that's an army's worth of shooting wasted <laughs> and then we winning that game like 17-3 or something uh, but it was funny it was really funny I had like a similar situation in my first game yeah. I was playing against like the double acolytes yeah and the first the first magic the first spell I cast was Fireball on the acolytes. Mm. Uh, two wounds. Okay, take your panic test. So like, oh eight. Or eight or nine, what it like he failed it. I was like, I'm gonna re-roll. I was like, do you wanna just uh, check the range on your BSB? It's like it's nineteen inches. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess I failed it. <laughs> but I like positioned my dragon just so that it could target the acolytes at 24 inch range. Yeah. But then they fled, so then I couldn't cast in more spells. So that's because like Oaken throw. <laughs> but I also won that 19 1. Mm. But like, I made a really big mistake. I charged the dragon yeah. into the rear of some executioners, and I forgot that they had a champion. I thought I killed it, <laughs> but it was the other unit. And then the dragon stuck. But like, the game was like full of just. It, the story was failed charges. Like, on turn one, I failed an eight charge into the execution of my dragon, yeah. which meant the spearmen went in on their own. And just got splattered. <laughs> and then I failed like. Weren't you saying on the podcast that spearmen into into dread judges was fun? 
Well, they traded off. Uh, <laughs> it was like, like, by the end, there was like five dredges left. Oh, I lost, okay. I lost okay, that's fine. 30 spearmen to five dredges. That's an even points trade, right? Yeah, well, well, I, I lost like 500 points, and he lost like 600 points. <laughs> and then the dragon cleared up afterwards. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll allow makes it. it. Yeah. Makes it all good. And then I failed a six inch charge in the flank of the altar unit with uh, 30 spears, mm. which I rolled a five. Yeah. And that meant that. The altar could then charge the dragon in the rear. Right. In between the executioners that I just charged in the rear and the altar, so it got sandwiched. Mm. And the dragon survived on one wound. <laughs> <laughs> and then I charged the BSB in with his flag on his own, just for the combat res, like a charge and a flag and a couple of wounds. And that meant that the dragon stayed alive for one more turn. And then the dragon died, and then in my turn, the BSB, the BSB stuck, and then I charged in the flank with the spears and finished the job. <laughs> so it was it was a 19-1, but it was, I lost the dragon, yeah. which was really annoying. I a stupid mistake. Like, why did I charge? I, I want to ask you about funny stories, Jack, but I feel like all of your stories ended. And then on turn six, I did 2d6 strength six altar hits on <laughs> and I Took won the game. <laughs> and then I won the game. So you say that. It's true. However, <laughs> however uh, game one, Mark Borland that I was playing, so I was playing the like all fallen list. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Six times six it's fallen. A, it's a theme. Really nice cool. Fluff. Six yeah. times six fallen. Is that yeah. sixteen core? Yeah, and then it's a good. It's a good. Double Doom Lord. I mean, it's theme. Uh, so it's it? Doom Doom Lord General, uh, and then I said big big unit. Probably not. Big unit. We did a whole fucking podcast about the fluff. We yeah, you know, this, this is the part of fluff you should like. Th this is not what you should theme your list around. Not the. They're literally yeah. they're literally the deformed rejects that yeah. nobody wants. He projected them like a cool kid. Okay. It sounds like a quite a fluffy list to be fair. Like. Doom Lords and Fallen. Yeah. yeah. What else is he having this list? So legitimately, uh, Forsaken and um, Forsaken ones. Yeah. And, three, yeah. three Forsaken. Uh, as well, the big, the Forsaken one, like the, the big, the monster. Uh, so it's actually one, pretty yeah. fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. Uh, he had like um, a Feldrak Ancient, so the character one with eight wounds, eight HP. That then it breaks the fluff right. What you should have had is the Doom Lord on top of the Unbroken Chimera. That's like that's yeah. It's just like half the board. It's true. Uh, he had a giant in there as well, which is kind of cool. So he just had all the monsters. Mate, uh, Mark loves his giants. And, then, <laughs> and the rest of the army was three Feldraks. So his scoring was the, like the seven Force Worn and the three Feldraks. Mm. Basically, the only that can panic are the three Feldraks. Right. So, <laughs> turn one, he, he goes, I want to drop the first. I'm like, okay, I want to go second anyway, so go for it, it's fine. So he drops everything, push everything forward, like, a long way, because it all moves a lot. Like, six, at, le at least yeah, it's six, six, if not, it's like eight or whatever. Yeah. So he pushes everything forward, which is great. I have all the traffic in the world, because I'm playing VC, and it's VC is broken, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so I, I chaff everything that kind of matters, which is like, the Fodrang Ancestor, the Force Ward, you just charged it in turn one? No, no, I chaffed it. Chaffed it? Ch chaffed it with bats or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I did Conquer Lines with Zombies turn one, so I apologize <laughs> for that. I was, uh, I was uh, on the table when it's to Craig, yeah. and he had uh, his Eternal Guard in a line of 27. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, okay. It was kind of similar, so I, I, I had to chaff with that, but whatever, it's fine. Um, it's probably better not end up, I chaffed everything and then shot altars at them, because so, that would be boring. So <laughs> what, what happened was, 
I chaffed everything. I went, well, <laughs> well. And where's the second part of the story, Jack? But I couldn't chaff the three field wrecks. All right. And the three field wrecks, if they go into, you know, like anything, anything, they start to chop them up because they've got hatred against flying. So they go into a horror. They swing second, but they still probably chop it up. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, you've only got one unit that can panic, right? And he's like, yeah, because the field wrecks. So like, so if I scream one of those off, you take a panic check. Like, yeah. So one horror goes in there, screams off, felt like fails to leave eight panic check. <laughs> well, that solved that problem. Uh, yeah, and then to be honest, the rest of the game was the Warriors players never taking their BSVs. Uh, no. I think I think he can't. Can you not re-roll if you're fallen? I think you're not allowed to take re-rolls. No, no, you you you're stubborn in the first. You're stubborn in the first time, but I think you can't take re-rolls. You can take a BSP. I don't know why you didn't take a BSP though, it's because it was too expensive. I mean, the, no the, warrior plays I mean, the problem it. is, well, the guy who faced you have one, but, but you can have it on Barbarian or a Chosen Lord. So Barbarian, then you, I guess you need some infantry for him to go in. Yeah. Or or maybe it's on a fast count thingy, but otherwise it's extremely expensive, right? Because you need a whole character who probably needs to be found with a yeah, fighting. Just, just uh, look, look at you coming with your logic and your yeah. reasoning. Yeah. <laughs> and you get you get rerolls with a lot of the stuff anyway, right? Uh, well, you don't. Maybe you not can, with the fallen you don't, list. Well, no, no, not anymore. Like they, you can reroll march block yeah, tests and you're fearless, so it's like okay, the only thing so you don't get is for a break test. As long as you don't break, it's fine. I guess but yeah, you're winning combat normally. Mm. Anyway, essentially the end of that game was I checked for the rest of the game and they shot him off. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so, like what I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so my first game started really well. Yeah. So I met this guy and uh, he was like, uh, "Do you know the rules well?" I'm like, uh, "A bit." <laughs> <laughs> the best, uh, the best start of every game. <laughs> what were you playing like, against? Uh, I was playing against a hyalist with okay. an ancient dragon. Um, Sloop, two Bullforge, like standard. This is basically what you play against every yeah, time you play against me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like playing against Hermes lists. Yeah. I mean, basically, but, but, but like, play a worse player. So the first turn, I, I put my big chariot Death Star on a hill. Mm-hmm. Real shard is cool, right? And uh, I, I cast some shit spells, which he dispel mm-hmm. or tried to dispel. And then I cast the uh, extra shard range because that's the only thing that matters. Mm. Cosmology. Uh, he didn't say. What's, what's the it called, Casimir? Uh, Truth of Time. Uh, all them. Uh, all them. Yeah, he didn't say the dice, obviously. And uh, then next turn he's like, "Yeah, but there's a wall here, so I should put my sword masters behind that. It's probably a good idea." Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Sort of distracting. Uh, no, no worries. Sort of distracting. Impact it's, hits. It's just like a <laughs> 19 charge with four dice with a reroll. Yeah. Chariots how, how many inches dice. did you roll? I rolled uh, probably uh, something around 11 or something. <laughs> and then I go into Sword Masters, I kill 18 on Impact Hits. Take that unit off. <laughs> he, I lose like two chairs, maybe. I overrun into some Hybrid Lancers. Yeah, I take those off as well. <laughs> and then he had like, he was like, yeah, I'm gonna move my ancient dragon over here so I can counter charge chariots where you stick on these ancient uh, on these lancers. But it turns out that I, when I kill lancers, I end up in the flank of a dragon and I overrun into a dragon. And I <laughs> so, so he moved the dragon up to counter charge, and then when you overrun, you overrun it into the flank. Like, how is that possible? I don't even understand the geometry behind how that could possibly happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so he was the uh, really okay. sharp tool in the box. Yes. <laughs> cool and ferny, wasn't it? No, he's probably he's from here. I think that's unnecessarily harsh. Was it an English guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his name was John. That was uh, a nice boat. All right. Uh, and, then, and then I, I charged a dragon with chariots. 
Take off the dragon on the impact hits, obviously. Take off the dragon on the impact hits? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> how? Is how many impacts uh, is So, so the, the full unit, when it's everything's there, it's 10 plus 4d3. So around 18. In this case, I also have strength a plus... Strength 4, though. Yeah, in this it's case, fun. I also have the plus strength. And the re-roll to wound, because... <laughs> <laughs> what are you spelling? What the fuck are you He failed to dispel everything, this. Because oh, <laughs> I was just rolling like Well, crazy. John, whoever you are, you shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you are. And yep. then, uh, then uh, basically, he decided to concede. But it turns out that I like I, did, I was a little bit too excited when I was deploying, so I couldn't get the objective in any way, way possible. So, oh, right. I so it turns out your shit. 17 yeah, free. Yeah. Right. 17 free. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, how many how many points you want now, Casimir? Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So after I, three games. Yeah. So, so I have two nineteen ones after that. Bosses. Fun right. times. How about you? How many points? Forty-five. So first game was a. Uh, I, I was really worried in my second game in fairness. Yeah. First game was a, a seventeen. Yeah. Second game was a fourteen, and third game was a fifteen. Wow. But I was, I was, I think it's something, or a 13, something like that. What, what, do you know what table you're on next? The pairings are up. Yeah, uh, I know I'm playing Chris Leg next. I played him game two. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was really worried game two because I was against Felix's Empire Onslaught gun line. So he had double cannon, double rocket battery into my Vermin Demon. Ow. So I was like, shit. So first turn, that's quite funny because I said, oh yeah, I rolled Witchcraft in the Wizard Hat. Ah, sweet! I can uh, I can move the Doom Wheels up to to shoot them on the first turn. He's like, I'm not gonna let you do that. Roll the magic phase out, and on my last two dice, and I like, guess I'll just do witchcraft and move the wizard up. And he was like, Shit! Have I got the witchcraft? <laughs> and I one shot his wizard because <laughs> he was on a griffin. I was like, Yeah. Uh, first turn, I got hard target bubble off as well, so he didn't do anything. Second turn, he just whiffs. Third turn, shit, man. Third turn, he uh, throws. All his war machine shooting and my Vemp Demon does four wounds out of his six. I'm like, fuck. You can't heal him, right? Yeah, I can't, no way to heal him or anything. So I'm like, shit, this isn't good. So what I did was I pushed up because one of them was dead. <clears throat> I killed one of the rocket batteries with gutter runners. So I pushed up and I was like, I've got to kill one's on, rocket battery's on three wounds left, or two wounds left, sorry. And the cannon's full wounds. And I could hide from an, near the cannon because he's got a bit of impassable in his, in his deployment. So I'll just move up and I'll just I'll just bet everything on this magic phase to kill these and I'll be safe because nothing else can charge me or yeah. shoot me. So you just gotta kill both both the cannon and the rocket battery. Yeah. So I roll magic phase, I roll unerring strike, I roll a really high roll on three dice, like a sixteen or something on three dice. He can't stop it. I'm like, sweet. Roll it, I roll a fifteen. Fifteen hits. Fifteen hits. <laughs> four wounds. I don't kill the cannon. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. I roll the hereditary, I fail to cast cast the hereditary to kill the uh, rocket battery I'm like oh no this is going to go wrong <laughs> so his turn comes in he rolls a cannon misfires takes a wound kills itself <laughs> rocket battery three shots two ones kills itself and the, and the one that hit the one that hit failed to wound so I didn't take any wounds <laughs> so I was fine I was like hooray and then he lived to the end of the game because uh, yeah he didn't have anything left to shoot yeah. with because I uh, yeah so that so was awesome. big win yeah, uh, ended up being a, like a 14 or 15. What was really good about that game is because I rolled Witchcraft in the, uh, on the Wizard Hat, I had 10 Gutter Runners. I'm calling them the Foot Clan. They went up. Um, <laughs> foot Clan? No, no, not uh, Gutter Runners, Foot Pads. From the Foot Clan. Yeah. Ran to the center objective because it spoils the war. And they got shot to hell by handgunners. They lost eight guys. 
I was like, fuck, that's not good. So they pick up the objective, I'm like, I can just get it like six inches away from him and that'd be easier for me to hold it. I move away, I pick it up, reform, run six inches backwards, uh, and then he shoots me again, and it's one wound. So I've got one guy left, <laughs> dragging this big bag, it's a swag across the side in the bag, like he's dragging it away. And I'm like, sweet, and I, I move him six inches, and I witchcraft him, twice across the game <laughs> to hide across into the corner of the board just one guy dragging his big bag of swag yeah. <laughs> and I've got another unit of foot pads hiding in a castle like a little castle drain piece looking for the ninja turtles like <laughs> just sat there with their objective so what what do you think about foot pads I think they're amazing because because I've heard mixed things like yeah some people think oh they're just like a waste of points and they just I, get killed if you or... go for like four I think that's overkill yeah. But if you go like two, I think that's sort of like a magic number. Because they're quite cheap, right? 140 with a muso. That's right. So it's also the, the, like the chip damage that you get off them. Yeah, just, just throwing it because they, they're quite accurate. They're, they're aim three plus yeah. and they're quick to fire. So, you know, just throwing out 10 strength three, I guess a lot of stuff you just do a couple wounds yeah, it's and it's fine. Like against other yeah. people's chaff, like dogs yeah. or reavers. Or... Exactly. They can beat chaff if, if it's not the score. Yeah. If you don't necessarily need the scoring that badly. Yeah, like it, it won't be elite chaff, but it will be like. The basic chaff. Yeah, yeah. So if it needs Wolf to. Riders or. Yeah, yeah. So if like you that. need to. If, if it's going to be like. If it's going to be the foot the foot pads or the vermin guard block with the characters in it, you can put them in front and, yeah, and yeah. save them. Yeah, and they're quite fast. They're moving. They're advanced six, march twelve. So you know they can get objectives and stuff. Nearly some movement. Yeah. You know you're on Avatar podcast right now. So yeah. If you say the old names. You got to drink. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they're, they're solid. They're really good units, I think. But I wouldn't. I don't think I would go more than two, really, just because at that point they start becoming a liability in the banner scenario. Because you you only have three scoring units, right? Yeah. So you have the two foot pads and the vermin guard. Mm. And is that enough, or...? It's on the absolute edge. There's a couple of games where it's like, I really would wish I had more. Yeah, because I have five scoring units on my list. Yeah. But I sometimes I feel I feel like some of them are liabilities sometimes. That's why I took the Thunderhawks out, because they're all right. They're an all-right shooting unit, and they're an all-right combat unit, but if anything, even remotely competent, or a single character goes into them, they just die, yeah. and they just give up banner scenario. It's like, what's the point? Like, you know, why would you? Why would you bother this unit? Like, which is why I took them out. But like, I took Plague Disciples instead, and they're great. Like, they're not amazing, but they're fine. People, but, people have to deal with them. Yeah, I mean, they're half the points. So you can get two, two units to twelve for a unit of Thunderhawks. And that puts a lot more pressure on the game. See, that really. seems like a really good trade. Yeah. Yeah. It is I, a I good think trade. so as well. Yeah. yeah. So, how about your next game, next round, round oh, four tomorrow morning? I played against Barry Lynch. And ba- I think that was the best game of Ninth Age I've played, possibly in years. Yeah. As in most fun or your best Most, fu- most, most enjoyable fun, okay. game. Okay. Uh, absolutely nuts. So, he, 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 he brought his more of the Dark Gods. Boys is line, he goes first. And just you you had some good matchups then, if you play Warriors twice. Yeah, he moves everything forward first turn, like as far as it goes. I'm like, shit. I didn't <laughs> want this to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck. So I didn't really have much of a choice. I'm like, right, I'm going to charge. I, I bait, The way the, char- the, the units were organised were I had. Uh, what, what did he have in his army? Like three units of chosen knights, a big 20 man unit of uh, sloth warriors. He had an exalted herald, two giants, uh, and. Uh, like a fire, eight dogs in core to feel like core, and then um, uh, exalted. Did I say exalted herald? Yeah. Something else he had. Two giants, sloth warriors. Oh, he had uh, master and alchemy. Alchemy. Right. So he just rushes me, right? And the way the charges set out, I've got a five, four inch charge with 
with the so he's got a five inch he's got a five inch charge I've got a five inch charge with the vermin guard onto this big unit of four chosen knights got a five inch charge with the plague disciples and a four inch push stride with the <laughs> vermin demon right declare all these charges I'm like I've, I've got no choice because if I don't charge he's going to charge me and pick all his fights yeah. I'm fucked so I go in I say everything all these three units they're all going to charge the the, uh, the chosen the vermin guard make it the plague disciples whiff which blocks the charge for the vermin <laughs> demon I'm like fuck <laughs> so the vermin guard go in he pop, we pop the AP 10 potion we win the combat with the, with the assassin with the assassin yeah, yeah. so he, so he wins combat thanks thanks to the assassin there's like 7 wounds or whatever yeah. We're in the combat. I'm cool, brothers. <laughs> he, uh, he overrun. He, over, he runs away six inches. I overrun like a, like a two or a three. <laughs> I, hit the, I hit the side by a giant, uh, an exalted herald, and another unit of four chosen. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. This is going to go really badly. But the assassin turns around, sees his exalted herald, and says... Nah, you're mine, mate. <laughs> Come it's on, bro. <laughs> so I can't make any five up armor saves before it works. Rolls is, t- is uh, I failed the fear test. A leadership, <laughs> leadership, <laughs> leadership, or a leadership ten, cold-blooded, re-rollable leadership fear test. Leadership nine. Leadership nine. You're right, fear. Yeah. So it's leadership nine, cold-blooded, re-rollable. <laughs> that I failed. It's like a, a two percent chance or something. Um, <laughs> you can roll that a thousand times and not yeah. fail it. <laughs> but no, I failed it. So it was like, it was fours here, or threes here, whatever it was, two poisons, Barry rolls his saves, doesn't make any of the fire farm saves, doesn't make any of the fort ward saves, the assassin <laughs> runs up his arm like Shadow the Colossus style, picks two knives in his eyes and takes him out. D3 wounds, right? Yeah, D3 wounds. <laughs> he takes him out like a badass. It was awesome. It's fucking great. Amazing. Oh. Uh, they, they did eventually break and get run down that unit, but they got their points back. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. <for> the Herald. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think by the end of that game, all we had left was uh, two Doom Wheels for me and a Plague Catapult, which had misfired, and uh, a Giant for Barry. Because in the last turn, he had he had five uh, Sloth Warriors and his Alchemy Master. And he said, what, what's more points? Like, 320 for the for the gutter runners or 300 for the doom I'll throw alchemy at the... Do, at the he, t- he wheeled to, to throw alchemy at the at the gutter runners, yeah. which he killed. The Morton Copper, right? Yeah, Morton yeah. Copper and the Hereditary yeah. and whatever. So he killed them off, I'm like, whatever. Okay. But he gave me like a, a long charge with the doom wheel into the flank of the sloth to do it. So I took the charge, made the charge. 11, right? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Went in and I did four wounds. So he broke, he ran, double six. <laughs> like, I roll it, double six. Hey! <laughs> Caught him, gone. ran him down. That was like 1,400 points and the objective. And the objective. And the objective, <laughs> because on turn five, I panicked off both of my last two scoring units and a weapons team off the board in the last turn. <laughs> so we were on equal on scoring. So that got me the objective and the 1,400 points. Went from a 13-7 to Barry to a 15-5 to me. Oh, <laughs> this is basically on an 11 on Swift Ride. Uh, and a double six overrun, yeah. <laughs> so you could say you were a bit lucky in that game. <laughs> sure, but then Barry was Barry cast a, what is it, a silver spike every turn, yeah. my vermin demon. Yeah, but you let it go. Yeah, because you had fucking Comet and <laughs> the Heretic spell. So I was like, I let that go every round, because it was a four plus, and a four plus ward against it. And it's D3 wounds, it might just do one wound. Yeah. He wounded every fucking time. <laughs> he wounded that every fucking time. Yeah. And I, I passed, I think I, I passed the save once. 
once, yeah. But then the, he did, the first first turn, he's like, yeah, I'll just throw a silver spike out. Cool. Wounds, I'm like, ward safe? Oh, I failed it. Three wounds, bang, straight away, oh, first turn. That's the worst, the worst thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> One more of them. Yeah. I gotta say, your vermin demon took two of my units out after he should be dead. Oh, yeah, for I sure. I did nine, <laughs> nine versus five magic phase. I've got hereditary silver spike. Uh, molten copper, and he's got two fucking wounds left, and he survived. <laughs> he just doesn't die, he's great. <laughs> he survived, and then he fucking deleted two of units. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair though, I, I mean, so I've got units with regen, but almost always Silver Spike, if I have to let one spell through against an alchemy mage, Silver Spike is the spell you let through, right? Mm. Yeah, it's, you, it's usually so usually random. Gets, usually yeah. gets save, it might not wound if it's like shooting a monster. Yeah. Like it, that's the spell you let through. I mean, yeah, if you yeah. fail, like, you know, fail the lord yeah. of the region, like, you screw It's 50 50 to wound. That's then the one the worst through, thing is, right? is when people cast this first and then give reroll to wound for Molten Copper, where they cast later, and then if you don't dispel but that. Does it work for Molten Copper and Magic? Yeah. It's, it's only in combat now. Only in combat. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's only in combat now. Okay, then. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. Fuck me. I guess. <laughs> do you do you know who you're playing in the next round? Playing Chris Leg. And uh, how is that matchup for you? I played Chris Leg once, and he 20 nil me in four turns. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you did get kind of tilted. I did get kind of tilted. Um, I think I think you've got enough shooting to take off the rates. Everything's magical and shooting. Deal, and yeah. To, yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Dance around enough. So. Yeah. The, the, I, don't, I don't think this list is that good, but the altar is yeah. fucking. Fire really Doom I can just fire Doom Mills into the altar and hope yeah. he dies. I, I played against him in game two, yeah. and uh, like a, he had one Wraith left mm. after all my shooting. Like He was just rolling these 3 plus ward saves, yeah. like a boss, and he just had like one Wraith left with Chaff my no, Lion Guard. Like, I, really like, I really like the Plague yeah. Disciples yeah. in that yeah. I really like Plague yeah, Disciples <laughs> in the Vampire matchup because they, they just beat every other cop, every pretty much yeah, every unit. Money, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, Plague Disciples against against Barry, they fought a giant on the first round, and obviously they're all they were all really well for the hits and for the wounds. Then he gets six wounds, only get six wounds. So he's still alive. It's plus six attacks. Kick <laughs> the shit out of me every time with the giants. Every time I do six have, wounds. Have a as well, <laughs> yeah. all the time. They're always left on one fucking wound. <laughs> So I shot with a fucking sling uh, from a foot pad. Foot clan took him down. Giant <laughs> the combat, yeah. yeah. Shooting the combat, yeah. I remember I played against uh, Rasmus from Amatime podcast, and uh, I charged in my Rhymanites into his giant. So it's eight attacks, hitting on a two plus, wounding on a three plus. Yeah. Something like okay, hit seven times on a three plus. You probably do like five wounds, maybe one or two <laughs> from the horse. Yeah. I did six wounds. And then the horses didn't do any wounds, <laughs> and he killed the whole unit of Rhymelites because he's got all these Every attacks. Every fucking time, and then he, those then, giants. Then he reformed, and then he charged my dragon, mm. and he had, had the, the, the spear, yeah. and then he cast rerolls a hit on the on the giant, and rerolls a wound on the giant. I didn't, I failed to spell both. <laughs> oh he did God. like that's surprising to me. Did something like twenty wounds on the dragon. It went straight into my fucking. It went straight into my fucking weapons teams. I was like weapons teams. Oh, two strength, three attacks. I'll take down a giant. <laughs> nah, not quite. You've got Chris Lake. I'm playing a guy called someone eat well. Orcs and goblins. I, I recognise the name, but I can't remember the guy's face. I'm just gonna. I'm hopefully gonna be Trump bashing. <laughs> Is it a little bit? Sorry. The, the first name James. 
James E. Well, I think that's right, yeah? Maybe. Uh, that, that sounds right. He's uh, one of the artists, that's very ginger guy. Yeah. Look, this is like his first proper training. Awesome. Take shit out of him. Cool. Well, like, to be fair, I'm on 25 out of 60, so I should be like... No, yeah. be I think this just proves the English met is superior, right? I think it is. Okay, apart from Carl. Okay, true. is winning the tournament. Well, that, that just proves that VC overpowered. I, I, I think it's actually very interesting because I played Sorin Ancients in the last game. Mm. And I, I looked at the list and I was like, this is a shit list. Like, <laughs> what the fuck have you got in it? Yeah. And then he 20 0 me. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, every, yeah, that always happens. I don't know what. It's yeah. something about Sorin Ancients in the UK is like. They just fucking keep the shit out of everyone. Like, uh, I, I played with my list. I played Soaring Ancients last weekend. Yeah. And I 20 nailed it. Yeah. And this list is like a different, a completely different list. There's like no monsters. Yeah. Just shooting and the combat blocks are shit. Just 15 man Soros units. Yeah, it's stuff. like a 15 man Soros unit and then like a Scrox unit. Yeah. Where I'm just like, okay, if I get in there, I'm just going to wipe it. Yeah. And then I, I got shot off <laughs> and then yeah. I got in there yeah. with my all my Lion Guard. And I got killed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had two breath weapons. Yeah. Uh, initiative eight. Agil fuck. Agility eight. <laughs> Agility eight when he or seven or something when he charged in. So two breath weapons that took off like fourteen models. Yeah. He was rolling like ridiculous the whole game. Right. One one particular story was two chameleon skinks moved up between twelve inches of a bolt thrower. The bolt thrower is in the woods. So he's shooting multiple shots, so that's two shots hitting on six, or four shots hitting on sixes. Rolls four sixes. Full <laughs> <laughs> throw's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you do? And then uh, it was like banners. Last turn, he's uh, shooting at the one Rhymanai that's survived. Yeah. With two Razodons. Rolls six, six, five. <laughs> yep. Yeah, always. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> of, of course it dies, like. It was, yeah. That was like the whole game. Like my dice were just, my dice were okay, and his were just ridiculous. Yeah, salamanders. One salamander and four resdons. Resdons drink. What are they called? Spearbags. Spearbags. Oh, <laughs> I'm beating you. You're a game. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> Do you know what you're playing, Morning Henry? Orcs and Goblin. Do you know what the list is? No. Do you want to hit? Should we go through the list? Yeah, I can go very quickly. Uh, so James Eatwell's Orcs and Goblins. James Eatwell. James Eatwell. Yeah, since we said. Voice of John. It's an Iron Orc uh, on a chariot. Has he got flaming ward? Uh, he does. Fuck's sake. First is going to be a, a repeat question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does it's he like, have a flaming ward? <laughs> got, uh, fire ward, Toxic Scars. Uh, What's that do? It's the one where you. What is it, sorry? Toxic Scars. Plus one toughness and. Oh, yeah. Uh, plus one armor. Resilience 6. Resilience 6, so drink. Oh, okay. Uh, my, my drink, not Jack's, but well, it'll take it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got pair, pair weapons, shield, best inscriptions, so he's got the divine attacks and heals to wound. Just something like he's, he's a fighty Ainor. Something like five attacks are on the wound. Sounds like yeah. Tommy Tucker's uh, list. That Very I, similar. I, I, Twenty nils. We're that. one character in, so I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a, a goblin chief BSB. He's cave goblin. He's got the protection pinching. Uh, so he's got the you know you take the defensive. Uh, abilities for whoever's hitting you. Uh, Witch Doctor on Chariot, Common Goblin Pyro Apprentice. He's got a Shaman on a Chariot, Orc Shaman, Paired Weapon Shamanism Apprentice. 39 Goblins, Cave Goblins, Spears and Shields, Nets, Banner of Discipline. 
18 head bashers, feral orcs, pair weapons, uh, some boar riders, nine natural dashers, two wolf chariots, presumably a unit of two, uh, one wolf chariot, 59 orcs, a boar chariot, a gargantula, and two giants. There's a bunch of random shit, basically. A bunch of random shit's gonna push across the body. you. A bunch of. I feel almost like sounds, MSUE. sounds like I'm gonna take it off. I wanna have say. You've you got pyro, haven't you? Yeah. I feel like Pyro is going to do I'm quite so, well there. Sounds like I'm going to take it off. Yeah. I want to say you shoot and take and just like, magic this off, yeah. and then you charge. What, is, what does he do to break the line guard? Yeah. That's the problem there. Yeah. I'm distracting and just come at me, bro. Yeah. And yeah. Funny it's, enough, it's quite a good matchup. The player that he played uh, game one, Matthew Pell, is who I've got in the one. Okay. So uh, I'm playing against uh, Chosen Lord on a Skywheel with Michael Pride. Uh, Luck of the Dark Gods, Burning Portent, Basalt Infusion, Talisman Shielding. I don't know what half of this stuff does. So let me guess. One up, four up. <laughs> it sounds like it. It flies. Two up, four up. Oh, two up, four up. Oh, okay. This is why we got an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Burning Portent is obviously the DP wounds. Strength. Flaming, yeah. AP 10. And it's got alchemy in the list. Uh, yes. So reroll to wound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tidy. Ooh. Yeah, nice. 20 warriors. Uh, the champion, Mark of Greed, Icon of the Infinite. What does that do? Uh, Mark of Greed means you've got Weapon Master. Yeah. And all the weapons, right? Yeah. And Icon of the Infinite has the, the, got the bound entry. Okay, really cool. That's Ooh. cool. Uh, eight Warhounds, three Chosen Knights, three Feldrex, five players, three Force Swarm with Halberts. That seems a very strange unit, but okay. Uh, and a Chimera. Uh, he's got one of the Chosen Lord. He's got two Chosen Lords on Skywars, actually. He's got a second one, the BSB. It's Mark of Wrath. He's got Master Destruction, Great Open, Death Cheater, and Orb of Foreboding. So you get four shooters playing unit. Okay. See, before anything happens, you can say, that unit, that unit there, put it on the table. Okay. Oh yeah, because you can stop scouting units and ambushing units, right? No, but you can actually say, see that, see that Death Star unit that your whole army's built around, and you've got nobody else for your characters going to? <laughs> deploy it now. Yeah, at the start of the deployment phase. Whenever you want. Yeah. No. That's okay. really cool. That's, That's really good. Cool. That's cool. Um, so basically, it was, okay, so you're going there. Yeah. Mm. So, how many um, points is that, do you know? Uh, not that much. I mean, that both. Uh, funny enough, both chosen lords are 760. Uh, 960 because one's a general and one's a BSP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. nice when they die. Yeah. Uh, very, very possible. Right. You assume I'm going to take them off. But, yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, I, I don't see how I lose to this. What else is in the list? I mean, literally, <laughs> I've, I've said the whole list. It is two chosen lords on Skywheels. Yeah. A master on alchemy. Yeah. Twenty greed warriors. Right. Eight hounds, three chosen knights, three feldrecks, five flayers, three force one and a climbing right. That's exactly what you want to play, surely. Yeah. It's my dream opponent. Shrieking, <laughs> shrieking horrors and all double all. So anything like, less than the twenty nil is a loss. I I'd be so, I mean, I don't want to be too like, confident, but I, I think that you shouldn't have anything left. I think what you're, you're trying to be nice, what you're saying is you're going to push for a 20 nil. I should take him off. Yeah, you're going to push for a 20 nil. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. He doesn't have chosen nice to follow you. Huh? He doesn't have enough fast movement stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah you just, um, you're going to scream him off in like one turn. He's only got, uh, so he's got, uh, he's got territory once, right? So he gets a territory. Does he get it twice? He's got a bound, so you can cast it twice. I can cut it twice. That's very cool, actually. Yeah, that is very that's really cool. good. That's really nice. I'm actually surprised more people yeah. aren't taking it. Yeah. Um, Me too. So if you've got the hereditary the bounce on, spell. The, on the, the banner, banner, you can just cast it twice. It's got mm. a bounce spell. Shrimp 7 magic. Yeah, I've cast it three I, times. He's been out bound twice. 
<laughs> oh, swag. I think that's pretty that, cool. That, that may or may not be my call to war list. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, generally, guys, how do we feel about the new Warriors book? I think the war new Warriors book is fucking awesome. Me too. I, I think it's really good. Super fun to play with and against, I think, as well. I think Barry's opinion on it is probably the most important. Is it good? It's fun to play with, but it's, it's, I think it's stops over points of like. Overcosters. Okay. Yeah. It's expensive. True enough. So that guy I played first, he had like two Exalted Heralds, two it's Chosen. That's basically it. Like two, like two <laughs> years like, more Norseman. You're a Vermin Demon. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Vermin Demon is ridiculously <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's 200 points cheaper than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's 70 points, it's 70 points cheaper than the Exalted Herald. <laughs> it's it's 400 points cheaper than a Quarters uh, yeah, of Lust. Yeah, <laughs> how, is it, how is it different to a Quarters of Lust? Two movement, two weapon skill, two initiative. And that's 400 points? Yeah. <laughs> it's still, it, but it's also a master, it's still also master on Divination, right? Yeah. It's also uh, AP10. It's also AP10, which is slightly better, I, I think. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's a lot. Probably AP4 is like... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, no, it's uh, it's also got it's also got plus three inch range on the divination spells and plus an extra spell. So it's actually better. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and four hundred points you, cheaper because you cast the divination spell for plus two weapon score initiative, and you just you just score Zan. You just score Zan less. And and the exalted herald does seventy points dear. Yeah. And I <laughs> with less one wound and then just generally. Shit. No, no, no. Less one wound. Less one strength. Less one toughness. Yeah, it's just shitter in every way, really. Better special rules, though. The manifests are great. Yeah, manifests are cool. The ability to they're choose good, them before but they're, not, they're not fucking 850 points good. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is really true. He probably is a little bit pricey. Yeah, I thought it was pricey at 8500. Yeah, yeah. But Jack, if you, had, if you were forced to play Warriors at an event... I'd take one every time. Would you take two? I wouldn't take two. No. No, nah, I wouldn't take two. You, you take, take two and join them in unit, and then say, <laughs> and then not take combat. Choose both. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I actually have a warrior's army, mm. but uh, yeah, I think I would take one. Yeah, yeah, one. One yeah. is enough. One, I think. One's solid. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because, fate, uh, not fate, um, uh, wrath of the gods, which is the actual name of that spell. Yeah. It's too good to not take. With yeah. with with the, with the um. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like it's like yeah, more sure. matchup dependent. Like you really have to wait until you see who you take, rather than saying, "Okay, I'm taking Wrath of the Gods. I'm taking Fly. I'm taking." There's almost no matchup where Wrath of the Gods is not a good spell. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, because like. Against the Warriors players. Yeah, you can control the matchup Herald, right? so well. One Herald, two Heralds. And uh, what are you taking every, each time? Uh, I've carried it every game. Okay. Uh, first game I took um, Mark of the Dragon, which gives me um, flying. Yeah. Uh, and um, Hand of the Gods. And I took Social Immortal, which is the yeah. combat of Wrath of the Gods. Wrath of the Gods, strength. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And then heredity, obviously. Second game, I was playing against the Warriors players, so I went, okay, I'm going to be fun. I'm not going to take Wrath of the Gods. I'm going to take a Fighting Spirit, which gives me Break the Spirit. And I'm going to take Unholy Terror, which gives me uh, the Puzzle, puzzle Strike and Toughness. Yeah. 
some double team this. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's good. Which, which with the hurts, hurts with the... Meet, oh yeah, I'm charging, I'm hitting you on... The wound on fire. Yeah. So, yeah. so I basically turned around and went, yeah, it's not choosing those dead. Oh, not choosing those dead. <laughs> so I, I had this uh, this problem the other day, I was playing at Soaring Ancients, yeah. and I uh, was playing with the Master of Cranberry Tower, and the Master of Cranberry Tower rules is that his attribute is always the Druidism attribute. Yeah. So I went in there with a unit, and I was like, I'm gonna I cast regen on myself. Mm. So he had regen with the unit as like four plus regen. I was like, and I cast the plus one strength on him. So it was, uh, in my mind, I was thinking he's getting wounded on a five plus. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna challenge against the Saurian warlord who's like strength six, mortal wounds two. Mm. And I'm like, it's like why are you challenging? I'm like, we'll wait and see. He's <laughs> like, okay. So I challenge, and he's like. Yeah, you wouldn't be a five plus. He's like, no, we're doing a two plus because you only. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> what, why do you think? Because <laughs> I, I had in my mind that he was having the shamanism attribute, so you get wounded on five plus, but it's always a druidism attribute. Yeah. It's like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if only you could choose, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think for now we'll uh, have a break and come back to the podcast. And um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Amazon Podcast. Here with special guest Marco Lukic. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Casimir yeah. the Swede as well. Sweden. Hello everyone. Uh, I guess we could say Marco is Gilad. Yeah. Yes. For the scourge us. of the staff. <laughs> is it? Uh, what is your actual role? Is it executive board chairman or something like that? Oh. I have far too many roles for <laughs> Supreme Overlord basically. So, no, no, no. <laughs> Supreme the, Overlord of the Ivory Tower. <laughs> one of the things to dismiss the position of a chairman is merely to be the break in the votes in case there is a tie. Okay. So there is no difference in the authority between a normal executive board member and the chairman. Okay. Fair and then I also I'm basically second in command in the background section and the RTA. <laughs> What is that? Uh, rules team advisor. Okay. Okay. So you're 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 kind of pulling the strings in the background and then advising the rules team on certain decisions. No, actually, we produce the background, so it is a complete world that is internally consistent. And then yes, we do answer questions from ADT and the rules team on certain subjects. But as part of the rules team advisory. I'm basically an RT member that does not have a vote. Okay. And it's only used as a tiebreaker. Okay, fair enough. So you're not, you're not actually saying you think that they should have this rule or this no. rule. You're just you're getting the vote when people can't 
Agree. Exactly. And the thing about uh, background-driven design isn't that background prescribes how something should look, but just makes a framework outside which something shouldn't be. Okay. So if unit is an offensive unit and has a special focus on dealing damage, then we advise it should not have rules that focus on defensive okay. abilities. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're, let's say you have a, a situation where you're making a decision on a rule, you're, you have this casting vote, do you, is the way that you look at it say which, which one of these options would best fit the background? Or do you look at it from a like a rules point of view, like which one sounds more fair? Depends what the rest of the rules team asks of me. Okay. Because there are sometimes questions when they ask how it is fitting to the background, and sometimes it's purely mechanical and conceptual discussions. Okay. okay. So it's a it bit depends, depends on, the, yeah. on the question. Okay. So I think what I would most like to talk to you about is the highborn elves. Okay. Um, this right now is a very touchy subject touchy subject for some people uh, I, I'm not really sure why I, I, there's a lot of discussions going on in the forum at the moment as as everyone is aware uh, are you, do you follow the high yeah, forum? that's one of the forums I do follow because it's the most interesting <laughs> at least like in small chunks I wouldn't envy somebody else to read all of it but if you go in there for like once a day read free posts like <laughs> yeah, there you, there you yeah. go out. so first question first the hotfix okay Let's let's go there. Let's uh, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, I think that a lot of the community, the high elf community, was especially uh, annoyed. Is not the, the word I want to use, but they frustrated. they were frustrated because the book was really good. I think I think a lot of the things that they changed, they needed to change because it was way too good. It was way too good, but. But I think they were kind of put out that it was changed so rapidly without any data and without any, well, not any testing, but some testing. And a lot of the decisions seemed to be just kind of, this is too good, so we changed it. Well, there are two layers on how the RT does their decisions. There's the data-driven one, when we receive materials from the tournament support and from the data analysis team, mm -hmm. when we try to see how armies and units uh, correspond to each other. Yeah. And then there's also our personal stance, what is and isn't healthy for the game as a whole. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel unfair to certain armies. For example, in 0.9, the Demon Legions got a bit curb stomped. <laughs> <laughs> then we had a situation with the Sylvan Elves in 1.2. You remember that was yeah, a very quick. Oh yeah, yeah quick. that was the, the original hotfix, right? Yes, I remember that one. That, that was ridiculous. I yes. couldn't. I couldn't even play my army in that and one. And now the thing with the Highborn Elves is there is a bit of a disconnect between what some of the people want to play the army as, what the mechanics of the army suggest is the best way to play the army. Mm, yeah, I agree. And what the army, what niche should the army? take within the nine page factions yeah because we have a very important job of making all three album books as different from yeah. each as possible yeah. which is something that many people are not accustomed to because dread elves actually the collections that people now use to play dread elves and highborn elves were in the previous games basically mirrors of each other yeah exactly and we no longer want that we of want course. each faction to be a deliberate choice i like this kind of a play style 
I like the background that is attached to it and that's why I'm choosing it. I understand it can be rough for people that have been playing the same armies for 10, 15, 20 years and then suddenly the army changes more than they are comfortable with. Yeah. But I'm hoping that when we actually get to work on the full books, we can make some kind of a compromise that covers both. Yeah, I, th I think for just the Warriors of the Dark Gods, the new book, that kind of shows to the extent that you're willing to change yes. the, the armies. And I, I really like that. I think that's really positive. Just firstly because it's different and it's new. And also because you're getting these quite, as you say, specific books for specific playstyles. And I guess... People should be patient because it's it's a really time-consuming process. So I, we have to just play it how it is at the moment, and then when the book gets done, it will be have a specific playstyle which hopefully fits the background. Yes. So going on to that, what is your personal perception of the high elf background, and how do you think? Well, considering I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, actually, I thought that that would be a good question. Start. You said that you're second in command background team. What do you actually do on the background team? So, in the past, I was tasked with forging the backgrounds for the three elven factions, okay. so that they have a cultural and linguistic consistency that is mainly the job of Charlie Niad Faru on the forum. Uh, he hasn't been much online because he has spent last year and a half in China. Okay, makes sense. Teaching English. <laughs> so, the main goal was to create a basis. For example, we said that we wanted to do the Sylvan Elves as the basic elves. They're not the faction from which the other elves evolved. So, for example, Proto-Sylvan Elves are the basic position because we have an archaeologist, another archaeologist, a religious historian, two more historians, a geographer, uh, anthropologist, ethnologist, and a linguist on the team. Fantastic. <laughs> and then we also have uh, a lawyer. <laughs> and now we got an even a professional writer. So oh, to nice. develop things. So we said, okay, these are the elves, the basic uh, structure we're going to use is late Bronze Age, early Iron Age uh, Celtic people in Europe, basically, basically Central Europe and a bit of the Isles. But we decided to develop the language from, so it felt as part of the Celtic language family, okay. though it isn't a Celtic language per se. Okay. So you can just take, for example, ancient Welsh or ancient Irish yeah. and understand Elvish. No, but you could understand the grammar. Okay, interesting. And then from that we started building. So we would have these hunter-gatherers, which could have different levels of sophistication, because you can have highly sophisticated hunter-gatherer societies as long as they do not use too much resources, which elves, as long-living creatures, wouldn't be using because the metabolism functions slightly different from humans. Okay. So it's mostly slower and then has high-intensity bursts, like, for example, a cheetah. Okay. That's why, for example, in a battle, you can have better agility, better offensive skill and things like that, because they use their energy in a focused manner for a short period of time. Okay, cool. So, so this, just to cut in, it, it's quite clear that you've gone into very minute detail with this. Yes. And I guess that's why it's taken a long time. Yes, because we're trying to make the world internally consistent, so it, has, it follows its own rules. We have basically made 
the rules of physics for the ninth age, which is <laughs> very, very close to our own, so that the suspension of disbelief is not broken for the reader. Mm. But you also have to compensate for introducing magic, which is another substance which we are not familiar with, but we're trying to uh, follow certain rules about radiation and energy. So it has transformation scale and there's the laws of preservation of energy <laughs> in the universe. So there's a limit. It's, it sounds, it sounds uh, it's going very in-depth here. Yeah. So back to, back to High Elves. Okay. Um, so I can tell you... Be silent. So I can tell you the basic inspiration behind the background. So the first thing was the British Empire meets the Greek uh, policies like Athens, Thebes or... What would be another this one? Is Sparta. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, for example, Syracuse. Okay. So they're mercantile, they're mostly naval based, but they have a very structured hierarchy between the ruling oligarchy, the nobles, and the commoners. Mm. Though, compared to the rest developed parts of the world, at that time, even a basic citizen of Greece that had voting rights was a rather well-off person. Yeah, okay. And we're trying to convey that, that an average elf is rather better well-off than an average person in the world. Okay. Compared to even, for example, a dread elf or a dwarf. So when we develop the army, you can actually see the core is filled with commoners. You have citizens' peers, which are basically citizens that after finishing their education, they need to go through sort of a military academy like the Athenians used to okay. go. And then every few years they need to do their runs in and something where well, the Swedes have the home guard, where every few months you need to hone your skill. Okay. So they can keep their skill at the level that is beyond the human ability. Then you have the Lancers, which are mostly commoners though in the past they were almost exclusively nobles, but due to the political changes and the social changes in the society, the nobles sort of became rarer because the demographic growth introduced more commoners into the army, into the society, and there was also sort of a cultural split because some of the nobles moved further inward mm. into their estates, something that we saw in the UK, where the cities became dominated by the lower classes. lower classes and the nobles became the landed gentry, which is in a way represented by the Knights of Rima. Okay. So this this background, obviously, I've, I've seen some of this information because it's in the... I have access to some of the background information on the forum. But when is all this information going to be released to the public so that they can read it and and kind well, of actually actually get to grips with it themselves. Considering we are doing the in-world representation of the background, uh, a lot of it will be understood through the background compendium and through the full, uh, full, full army book, mm -hmm. and then through the legendary characters auxiliary book and the auxiliary books for the specific elven ways to play the highborn elves, for example, I at least have a vision to have the rougher uh, high elves, that would be the reavers and the lion guard, those that come from more rural areas from of um, the isles. Then there would be the citizen army, which is basically your local lord, 
gathering the levy and yeah. doing what he wants. So and these then are actually going to be auxiliary army books at some point? These are the ideas and then we need to discuss it with the rules team and the ADT teams which of these ideas they actually want to develop. Okay. But All of them. <laughs> but basically each army should have up to 10 serviceable concepts that the designers can turn into auxiliary books. Okay. Do you, do you think that the auxiliary books is kind of putting too much onus on different books and they're all same time. Wouldn't it be better just to make a one army book that can facilitate all play styles? Uh, well, considering that the we're trying to do uh, modules, so the basic full army book is the basic slim book. This is the module that anyone can use anywhere, uh, being certain that it's fairly balanced and it can be equally used for tournament play and for non-tournament play. Even if you want narrative play or some kind of campaigns or whatever. Then each of the additional modules you can add on that basic stuff to decide how much you want to introduce non-tournament stuff into the game. Okay, okay. that sounds interesting. Um, I think before everyone rushes over here and sits down for lunch, let's try and get some quick fire. There is no food. <laughs> some quick fire high elf questions in. Um, so, with regards to this new hotfix, which is happening in May, um, to what extent are you looking over, let's say, the mistakes in inverted commas that were made in the last hotfix and trying to make well, this one more successful or at least better, re better received by the High Elf community. The thing is, apart from the way how the hereditary spell was handled, the rules team does not believe that we actually made mistakes as far as design direction goes. Okay. How certain things are priced is out of our hands mm -hmm. and we have confidence in the BLT that they can deliver <coughs> the correct price, but yep. something that a lot of people need to understand, each time a design is changed, the pricing time is reset. Okay. And it usually takes four to five pricing iterations before you get the sweet spot. Okay. So, the more changes people ask for, the less likely will they get the price that they can actually pay it, uh, play it in the way they will be satisfied. Okay, fair enough. Um, as far as things that will be adjusted, I think infantry offensive lists will be slightly more playable. That's good. Actually, uh, infantry defensive lists that do the middle push will also be more playable. Okay. And what else? So my, my gripe right now with the high elf book is the most optimal way of playing is playing with a gun line with Queen's Guard, because the Queen's Guard don't affect just the bolt throwers and the sloops. So you can just build a really good gun line with fast counter charge elements. And that for me is like a really boring way of playing. I think it's, it's boring to play against yeah, and it's boring to play with. And I feel, I feel that this is the best way of playing most points efficiently in the High Elf book. Yes, and that is unfortunately a problem that the Halves and Warhammer and Hybron Elves now in the Ninth Age have due to the design and the mechanics. Because the way how the characteristics are distributed, playing a defensive counter-charge list, considering the amount of shooting that is available for the army, is actually the optimal use of the rules, of the characteristics, yeah. and of the playstyles. I agree. 
So how, how are you gonna? How are you trying to either change the high off book or change the rule book to make, make the book the, work in a different way? Rule book will not change in a way that accommodates different playstyles for the Highborn Elf army as it currently stands. Yep. So what we should be aiming for is doing the full army book development, try to find some kind of a middle ground where we can have more aggressive lists, play less, play more point efficiently. Yep. But I'm not certain that a lot of Highborn Elf players will enjoy the reduction in the ability to shoot in order to get that kind of a playstyle. Yeah. Considering a lot of Highborn Elf players like to play equally aggressively as the Dread Elves and the Sylvan Elves. <laughs> and since we're trying to make all three armies as diverse as possible, if you have Sylvan Elves and the Dread Elves playing aggressively, then it's probably not something that the Highborn Elves should be good at. Okay, so High Elves maybe not going to be an aggressive army in the future. Exactly. Okay. I mean, that, that's okay. Um, but I guess if they're going to still be able to play an infantry list, yes. then uh, that's, that's I mean, going to make you people happy. Play an aggressive list, but the question is at what point do you say this is not good enough? Yeah. For example, if you play an offensive infantry, an offensive cavalry that wins every game 13-7, <laughs> is that good enough? Yeah. For example, you won every game, but you didn't win big enough. Yeah, yeah true. So, um, last question, because I think everyone's coming for lunch now. This is a personal personal question for me. So, um, the ancient dragon. Okay. Like, what happened with that, and where's it going? Right, I think that the Highborn Elves are the army that is meant to have the King of Dragons. I agree. How that will actually in the end be represented will be part of a serious discussion. I'm actually hoping to try and get before uh, winter, when we will be re releasing 2.0 Gold, uh, a similar thing we did with Giants, to try and make a certain uh, basic chassis for the dragons yeah then di diversify from that okay so the so the basic dragon is actually going to change a little bit unknown okay maybe it stays the same depending how other armies that use dragons interact with it, with their dragons okay will there be any kind of dragons i know people have been asking for like a fire dragon or a ice dragon or well if they are willing to sacrifice some honors <laughs> okay i think we'll leave it there thanks very yeah. much for coming on having a chat yeah thank uh, you for would have, would have liked to ask you more questions but time is of the essence and good luck in your last game thank you good luck to you as well Amazon podcast episode number 32. That's many episodes. So currently Casimir the Swede and Henry P. Miller sat at Manchester Airport. Yeah, very international. <laughs> we just uh, finished up a tournament. 
the English ago. Championships. Yep. Up in Stockport, Element Games. It was pretty yeah, good. really interesting venue. Yeah. I, yeah, like when you come there, you uh, there's no signs, there's nothing, and you just uh, you're like, where am I? It's supposed to be here. It's and there's like, like a back alley. Yeah, this shady ass out parking lot where it seems like if this was in London, you'd get stabbed. That's why <laughs> I went Stockport. there. Yeah, and then you just come in there. And it's not even a big sign, it's like this little entrance, so it looks like maybe a stocking entrance like a, or something. Like a A3 sign. Yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of know where the door is yeah. as well. I, I, the taxi driver on the way there, he stopped, he's like, is this where you're going? I was like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, walk around the side, but then it's huge upstairs. Yeah, exactly. And awesome event. Yeah, awesome the store venue, is rubber. crazy. The store is very well yeah. stocked and very large. Yeah, cool event. Um, how do you, how did it go for you, Casimir? <laughs> well, I I've completed my goals of winning twice. Yeah. But I also lost really big three times. Was it, did you get twenty nil three times? No, I got ninety one three times. So. So you didn't get twenty nil yeah, at all. I got I twenty nil at all. Yes. So. Moral victory. Yeah. I I did pretty well. I won three games, lost two. Okay. Yeah. Best in race for high levels. That's cool. So happy with that. Can't I can't complain. Yeah, definitely. My my like, I was aspiring to be in the top twenty. Yeah. And I came 24th, so yeah, it's decent. I think just the fact that I came best in race with with high one elves was good enough for me. Yeah, definitely. An 80 person event. Yeah, with a lot of high one elves. Yeah, there was a lot well. of elves in general. Yeah. If you like some. So yeah, I was pretty happy with that. Um, what was your list? My list was a big chariot unit, uh, seven chariots with Pharaoh. Uh, he gives them extra movement, all that stuff. There's unit of Shapti. He gives them extra movement. Uh, yeah, like basically he has an item, or there is an item, which gives uh, the unit ghost step, as well as plus four march rate. So that means that you don't take DTs? Yeah, like you just ignore terrain. You could technically go over impassable terrain as well. So then that also means that when you cast break the spirit on them? No, because you don't automatically... Uh, uh, like, okay, so basically ghost step says you treat all terrain as open terrain, yeah. and then break the spirit says open all terrain, terrain is, is dangerous uh, terrain. terrain. Yeah. So it's uh, still take dangerous terrain. You could mitigate that by instead having a strider banner instead of banner speed on the unit. Okay, so you have banner speed. Yeah, on because the unit. I think it's more. Movement nine. Yeah, exactly, because you can threaten a lot more. Yeah. But of course, maybe I then again I faced a lot of shamanism, which and I had some problems with cast like people casting break the spirit and awaken whatever it's called the uh, summon so, so totemic. Exactly, and the funny fact is that you have two spells that you need to dispel, so you definitely are basically gonna let one go yeah. because it's gonna four dice one and four dice one yeah. which is a problem that's annoying yeah um, and the kind of the combo with that is you cast cosmology on it and yeah. charging like <laughs> how far are you charging so basically truth of time is the best spell in the game my opinion <laughs> basically you had, when you're moving nine and you have four dice to score lowest like 21 I would say is like a pretty much reasonable yeah, reasonable charge I've charged 25 it's just, <laughs> it's just to like eat the whole army. You're like, okay. <laughs> and then sometimes That's you're. That's how your game one went, right? No, game one, I was much shorter. Okay. He, he just like put a big unit of, of stuff in front of me and I just shot it. <laughs> it died. 18 Swordmasters and Impacted. 18 Swordmasters and Impacted. How many How many do you do? Do you do. So basically, the unit with the it's character. It's four wide, right? Yeah, so in total, they do 10 plus 4d3. Because, so it's insane. Basically, each chariot gets uh, one, and then if there's a chariot behind, it gets another. So yeah. plus, so it's two, and then plus a d3. Okay. The character gets a free base, and then four if he has a chariot behind him. Yeah. So that ends up in total being ten plus four d3. Fuck. That's yeah, insane. 
Okay, so you killed 18 on the charge. Yeah. Well, that was before attacks. Then I wiped the whole unit out to the, to the man. This were like uh, 30-ish Swordmasters, I guess? Shit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Shit, that's pretty good. Yeah. He did take off a couple of chariots, but yeah. yeah I guess you won that game. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. So how, what else did you have on the list? So then I had a blog of Shafti uh, with an, well, an architect behind Gibbon region. Yeah. Uh, a Dread Sphinx, uh, then uh, for the other flank I had a unit of two Reapers. The Dread Sphinx is the flying one, right? Yeah, exactly. Autonomous, flying, uh, multiple wounds against Towering Presence. Okay. Uh, I had like uh, some chaff, like Scorpion, uh, some cavalry. I had one ambushing unit of Skeletons, one uh, unit of Skeletons as a bunker, two Wizards, an Adept on a Vacation, and uh, a Master on Cosmology, with uh, the item that lets you reroll castings of two dice. Pretty good for cosmology. Yeah, they're really, really low casting values. Yeah, exactly. And you just you know with the plus one now when cosmology got like a bit a bit worse, I guess. Yeah. All the casting values went down, so most spells you want to cast are on a seven instead of eight, and then you and just throw it. And you six. get the attribute as well. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes you're on plus two. Yeah, exactly. Well, now the attribute lowers the casting value rather oh, okay. than plus, right. so it's a bit worse. But still, still, usually you can say that if you two dice a cosmology <laughs> spell, you're gonna get it like eighty percent probably. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's re that's a really nice combo. Yeah, it's good. What's the what's the other tricks in the list? Is that it? Or? <laughs> well, basically, I mean, the, the main trick is of course the charity unit charging twenty five inches. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say like the, the other thing which I've improved. Is the trick four impacted? Uh, yeah, and then you can buff Boost that strength five. five. Yeah, and then real two wounds, you know, everything. <laughs> I I would say like the otherwise it's more the fact that you the dread sphinx and the reapers are autonomous, so on the flanks you can kind of control the flanks a lot better than yeah. in my previous lists uh, because they can just go hopping around doing whatever they want and people are quite scared of uh, Dread Sphinx even though and the Reapers I, yeah exactly even though sometimes they don't like do a lot but what the models do you have the Reapers the Stormcast ones yeah I just made cheap ass okay. uh, things I, maybe I'm replacing them at a the later date but I, I just wanted to get the unit to try that's, it so. that's a, that's a little uh, gamey for you Casimir yeah definitely <laughs> considering I consider you as a hobbyist <laughs> I pin them well though in my <laughs> okay okay Fair enough. I, I don't even know if I've played against them. Uh, probably not. No. No. Okay. I just have two painted anyway. So, uh, what worked in the list and what didn't work in the list? Uh, what so would you change, maybe? I'm not sure what I would change. Like, I think the Pharaoh is still just not good enough for his points. Like, uh, he provides what's something. What's his loadout? Uh, so basically, I've run him now with paired weapons with Touch of Greatness. So he has five uh, strength six attacks mm -hmm. with uh, skill, parry, ignore parry offensive seven. Yeah. And then uh, he has a Basil Diffusion and uh, shit. My wizard is weapons good five. Karen, sorry. Uh, anyway, he has Basil Diffusion and uh, five plus uh, ward. So he kind of ends up with a three plus save and uh, and a five plus ward and two plus against flaming. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, it's like pretty good. Yeah. Right? So I mean, it's uh, he's he's like decent. The problem is, as soon as he comes up against anybody who's dedicated to fight, he's just gonna lose. Like it's yeah. not good enough. And there's really no way when he's on a char chariot to make him like, except maybe going terracotta uh, to make him really beat Tanky, other yeah. characters, uh, because you can go get like a lot of wounds in region, but then you have just region, not a good save. And if somebody has flaming or killing blow, you just die basically. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you're on foot, you can get uh, Destiny's Call quite cheaply, yeah. and then he's he's quite good. But uh, but then he's so on foot. Then. So you think that the the chariot affair is a bit overpriced? Yeah, exactly. Because the chariot doesn't actually give him any extra wounds or toughness. No, it just gives him the fact that he he's he on the chariot. Yeah, and stuff. And moves a bit faster. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like uh, I I think a better version of this would be 
either to to reduce to use two units of charities with no characters, or you just use a unit of charities with a no mark because he provides all the other things like extra impact hits and the extra movement to units, but that he's sounds better. really cheap. But then again, I just want to run a pharaoh. This one have yeah, Cetera exactly. in front yeah, of the chariots. Basically, yeah. Fair enough. And then what you could do then is you could replace the Reapers with another Dread Sphinx, for example. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the best, but... For the Reapers? I I, well, yeah, more, you have some, like, more tools to deal with stuff? I don't know, they're like they're much less of a threat. People get really scared of Dread Sphinx, but yeah. then again, it doesn't did, really did do you, much. Did you actually kill anything with Towering Presence yeah, with your Dread Sphinx? No. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the problem. For me, like, most things are Towering Presence are pretty fast, so it's hard to pin them down. And yeah. if they're fighting something already, and Undyne Dynasties isn't really an army that you want to start combo charging no, things in. No, definitely not. So if it's if it's like in the front of some skeletons, yeah. you don't want to charge in the side because you're just going to crumble if you don't kill it. Yeah. To be honest, like the the main thing, the main reason I take the Dread Sphinx is because it's autonomous. That's the main thing. Yeah, it makes sense with the with the army where you yeah. want to control the flank. Exactly. So how about your army? I had the, the D Mage. Yep. Head weapons, yeah. Hero's Heart. Essence for free mind, free mind with Pyromancy and Alchemy. Yep. And it's a Order of the Fiery Heart and a normal sized dragon. Mini Daisy. <laughs> and also have a Binding Scroll, which I forgot again in the last turn, in the last game. Which, well done, Henry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still one best in race, though. <laughs> yeah, still one best in race. I uh, actually forgot it in two games, but never mind. <laughs> Just, why, it, didn't, why didn't I? I could have. Uh, it just like this just much. proves proves <laughs> my point that you don't need it. Just, yeah, maybe, I, maybe. Like I don't, I don't like it. Like I don't like it on principle, basically. But I just don't want to take it because I, I think it's, I have a more fun game when I don't stop my opponent to yeah. those things, even if I lose. In my yeah. opinion. So also have a Cranberry Tower BSB. Yeah. Uh, two percent save and a great open, so you can fight. And then uh, flaming runner because it combos with the alchemy quite nicely. And it's also like a movable flaming banner. So yeah. if you're fighting somewhere with regen, you can you can always yeah, be in cool. the right place yeah. at the right time. Um, that's the characters. In the core, it's two units of spears. Yeah. One is 25, one is 30. One with a rending banner and one with a rhymer banner. Rhymer! Rhymer banners actually worked really well this tournament. So you feel, even after the nerf, it's still good? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I think I will... I think I'll keep the setup that I have now in my yeah. core. And maybe the archers were not really useful. I just have 10 archers to oh, round okay. off the core. Yeah. It's like 200 points that I can just put into the spears. Yeah, make them even better. Yeah. I was kind of thinking it's like another scoring unit, yeah. but it never helps me with the objectives. Yeah. So I think it's a situational unit. Like the, They did all right. They killed, a, they killed an eagle in the last game, which was really, really important. And they killed a couple of reavers and they... You know, do odd uh, wounds here and there. Let's try yeah. free shooting. is it's, it's underrated. I yeah, think. Def I agree. Because especially when it's that accurate. Uh, like yeah, kind of. yeah. I, I think I think there's a place for them, but maybe you need twelve to sixteen rather than ten. Yeah, maybe. Can you get like a small unit of uh, lancers or something? In? Lancers are a fucking waste of time. Why? Because I can get twenty spearmen for the same price as five uh, lancers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. So lancers <laughs> just overcosted. Ah, okay. So yeah, that's a core, and then uh, 24 line guard with navigator's banner, which was distracting. Oh yeah, cool. And then uh, fire of Ramonites, yeah. which again overcosted by about 50 points, but still useful unit. 
they 50 points is not that bad. Yeah, they, they did okay this tournament. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. But they're quite threatening in my opinion. Yeah, long threat range, yeah. high, high damage output. Yeah. Even though, like, quite a small unit still, even though it's yeah. that threatening, which is yeah. annoying when you play against it. Also, fast yeah. scoring. Yeah. It basically wouldn't be a breakthrough scenario. Yeah. It, it's, it, they move 18, right, when you march. Yeah. yeah that's pretty insane. Yeah. And um Oh, I could have won that game 20 0. <laughs> just like binding scroll. He did a Raven's win on his last turn. Yeah. I could have just, like, binding scrolled him and then charged everything into the unit. Yeah. Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> um, it was like 5 on 5 dice and he rolled higher. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I have an eagle, two reapers, and sky sloop. Yeah, they're basically the the super combo. The I, th perfect. I think I think two sloops is better. You think so? Yeah. Do you, I don't know. It's, it's just it, that I don't know if Henry can play a list where it gets zero of the free cheap sheeps in it. <laughs> like it's just like it's zero free hammer time rating. But like two sloops oh. is like two out of two rams. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. And three reapers is like three out of three sheeps. Yeah. Perhaps <laughs> and Rabs just go around fucking stuff. So. Yeah. So I think the sleeps are better because they're mobile. Yeah, that's a good thing. They pretty much do the same damage output. The strength five is better, and yeah. the extra AP is really useful sometimes. Yeah. Um. So when you're fighting some like vampire knights or yeah. anything T4, yeah. or T5, it it, make, it gives you something better. Mm. Obviously, it's less shots, yeah. but I think it's safer because you can. Yeah, it's hard around. target, and you can move oh, around. Okay. So, so if if you playing as ambushes, yeah. your bolt throwers don't automatically die. That's true. Because then, because you, you're flying around and you're also hard target, and then um, you can like move away from them when they come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And the other stuff that kills the bolt throwers is like war machines yeah or shooting or yeah, magic watch. missiles yeah. so magic missiles that you can hide easy, you can uh, hide yeah, more true, easily true. and because it's a chariot you can move into the forest yeah. with it or move into ruins with it and you're not taking DTs because you're not oh, you're, you're not charging not yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can get hard target and cover oh, man. So you're, that's really good actually yeah, so you it's can be uh, quite safe against shooting is it movement 8? movement 9 not okay yeah and it's quick to fire as well yeah. so you have no movement penalty yeah that's really good actually maybe you need to build on a sloop yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. The, the reason yeah. why I'm running it is because I only have one yeah, yeah, model. Yeah. But uh, does it also counter charge or not at all? It, it is has been known to counter charge. Okay. But uh, usually when you're charging something, you're like you're exactly 18 inches away from something. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just that's kind of like the range that you usually need to charge something. Yeah. And I'd rather just shoot strength five at someone. Yeah. Then charge them in and waste and D six D six yeah risk risk getting killed yeah and on a D six rolling a one or something yeah, that's true so usually I think it's a better decision just to hang back and shoot I mean, flying mobile shooting is always good yeah yeah I mean, the best part is that you, you like as you say if you don't hang, hang back you can still get points the whole game you yeah just clear yeah stuff and, and, it, so. and it's safer as well like you don't you're not giving it away yeah. Like it sometimes charges in if it, if it's late game and I can just add yeah. some impact hits to a corner of a combat or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, the list worked reasonably well. I think the the two units of spearmen were amazing. They always are. Yeah, uh, I can't I can't say anything bad about them. Yeah. They they were they did their points I think in every single game. Maybe not their points, but they were useful enough to yeah, yeah. help me win the game. The score and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lion Guard, solid. Yeah. The BSB, really good. 
and the combination of the BSB and the dragon's magic is just amazing. Yeah. I thought my magic phases were just so dominant. Like so, sometimes I roll bad, but a lot of the time it was I was getting two or three spells off every yeah. every phase because there's always one spell that your opponent wants to stop, and the combination of being a master and a high elf yeah. makes the spells yeah. easy to cast. Yeah, that's true. So you can two dice spells, one dice spells if you're feeling yeah. really gam like really uh, brave. And to, to me, that's like the the, B, the BSB with all those spells seems really cool. Yeah. But to me, I don't see why you wouldn't want a master in your list just because the fact, as you say, you're a high elf and then you're a master, so yeah. you're just gonna cast everything. I don't, you cast I so don't feel like I wasted points having a master yeah. and an adept. I really don't. No, I can I can see it, but then again, your master also fights. I wait for the thing to. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes. Oh, okay. What were you, where were we? Uh, master, master and adept. Master and apprentice. Oh, apprentice, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think I don't think it's a wasted wasted points having like a master caster. Yeah. And an adept caster. No. I think it's I think it's fine. Um, the dragon in general, it didn't do that well. Okay. Um, it got killed a lot. Unless yeah. it, but there was but some they, game. I guess so the, the games that the games that I was being really defensive with it. Yeah. It didn't get killed. Okay. But the games that I pushed it too far. Yeah. It got killed, and I think I just have to be less aggressive. Just find the middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think I need to the the game that I overextended and lost twenty nil was I pushed too far forward, and then his dice were just amazing. Yeah. And I I just should have given him the opportunity to make to be amazing on the dice. Yeah. Like, he was playing at Soaring Ancients and his magic was just ridiculous. <laughs> that, that hereditary spell. Yes. Yeah, it's cast on like a six or something. Yeah, and then he got plus two to cast. Yeah, plus two to cast. Yeah. It's like, oh, one dice it. Oh, you got six. Okay, I guess I have to throw like three, three dice. dice. <laughs> That's like the worst feeling <laughs> in the world. And then you fail, it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so that game went really bad. But yeah. the other games were, in general, pretty good. Is there, is there anything, um, I mean, you play mostly in the Danish tournament scene. Yeah. Is there anything that is different from the Danish tournament scene to the English tournament scene? What did you notice? Well, first thing I noticed was the round lengths. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you, like, when you play two and a half rounds, you're done with three games at, what, six in the evening? Yeah. And done we, done we by were, six. Yeah, done by six, and there's so much time to just drink, chill, and chill. Talk, actually have, com yeah, have so conversations exactly. with and people. Even, like, and even people who are staying sober and so, or have to go home and this kind of yeah, stuff, they can, they can still stick around for four hours and chat until they have yeah. to go. Whereas in Denmark, <laughs> you finish at around ten. Then you rush out to the bar to get trash. Yeah, exactly. Or which is cool as well. But but the fact is that people who don't go to the bar, you just never talk to them yeah. because they just go home straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You're also really wrecked because you've been playing for such long. Time, yeah. Like I feel your feet like it was. Hurt, you're tired. Yeah, it was actually less. Uh, like I thought, so much less stressful. Yeah, I thought it would be more of a like pain in the ass because I'd had to play more effectively. Yeah, but it turns out it's it, it's not because like yeah. play for three hours, whereas play for two hours. Do we normally have? Like, in Denmark, do we have three and a half hour rounds? I think so. Wait, there's an hour, an hour too less, long. two and yeah. a half hour rounds. It was yeah, fine. I mean, I was I was never like up on the edge of time on right. any of my games. Right. I had like at least thirty minutes to spare every single one. Yeah, I think I think I was fine every single yeah. game. Yeah, I think it's just like the the difference in the mentality of the players, probably. Yeah, 
because I think even I think Danish people could probably play in two and a half as well. It's, you just have to realize that sometimes you're gonna make decisions which might be mistakes. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. think everything through. It's also part of the game, I think, is like making yeah. decisions in a timely manner. Yeah, I agree. Like if you if you're spending half an hour on your every movement, just so that you're in the perfect place, really thinking about it. Like, fair enough, but. I mean, it's, it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable for the other person because yeah. they've got to sit and wait for you. Like I'm, I normally in Denmark, I'm normally going out of the room, going to have a have a yeah. shit, <laughs> <laughs> or like go get something to eat, whatever you know. Which what like just go move, mate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, two and a half hour rounds we yeah, like this it's amazing like, yeah. for me this was my first experience t- today we finished really. at 3 o'clock yeah yeah. that's like on the Sunday we started at so like early, 9.30 which is like that's crazy whereas in Denmark where you finish at what 5 on Sunday 6, six? o'clock yeah 6 yeah. o'clock and then for me I have quite a long travel to get home yeah, yeah. and you're, like, you're home so late and, like, we, so we, we got to hear the airport at like 3.30 or something yeah. and our flight is at 6.30 in yeah. Copenhagen you couldn't do that yeah no way yeah, so it's more convenient for foreigners as well. Yeah. I, so, okay, that's the first thing. The second yeah. thing I noticed was the fact that there was a bar inside the venue. That's amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> so dangerous. Wow. It was like walking around with a hard on the whole time. I, I, I started drinking at like 9 o'clock yeah. on y- yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think like... I, I was I, drinking for like 14, 15 yeah, the same. I think I managed to keep it together for half of game one until I started drinking. Yeah, yeah. I was after after he his first shooting phase. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want a beer? <laughs> I I like I did have the not unfortunate, but but like I, I played uh, two or three guys that uh, that weren't drinking. Or two guys on the first day when I was getting really drunk who were like they had to drive home, yeah. so they couldn't drink. They were really nice anyway, but I like you know it's of course it's always better if you're both drinking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for me, I thought a big difference is the standard of armies. Yeah. There was some awful armies at this event <laughs> there were some armies that I wouldn't even classify as painted yes yeah I know what you're talking about so game three I don't want to call the guy out because he's a nice guy yeah but uh, I was playing I turned up at the table and you know like in the tournament people leave the armies on the table from the game before yeah, and, yeah. and I knew that I was playing at Soaring Entrance and uh, I come to the table and the other guy said oh, nice to meet you yeah. and we're kind of both like looking at the board and discussing it I was like I was like is this, is this your army here on the table and he's like <laughs> Yeah, that's my army. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm looking at I'm looking at this army, and it's it's like a samurai <coughs> army. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I it's, it was just like ghost samurais. Yeah, yeah. You sent me a picture of this. Yeah. yeah. And Which, so mean, like the the samurais with pikes, they were like skinks, and then he had. The, that's just not okay. Like, then he had you, yeah. Then he had like samurai warriors on twenty five millimeters swords models, and then his swords like. Chap, like character that was just like another samurai with yeah. like a flag that was like barely distinguishable from the other yeah. ones I mean that army that army is like it's not just like it's not like it's just painted bad or something like no. it's fine having badly painted the painting army. is okay it's but like even no, but it's in, two in general, colors but in general <laughs> painting is like painting as a badly painted army is, is fine the problem here is just the fact that as you say, it's confusing. Zero effort yeah, has gone like, into the army. It's confusing. There, it is not consistent with the world at all. Yeah. Like this. I mean, there's. If that, if, I was at, if that was at a tournament that I was running, yeah. I would say, "Sorry, mate, you're, yeah, yeah. You, you're not playing with the army." Yeah, I would. Do been. you have another army to play with? If not, uh, you can borrow one of mine because yeah. I don't want you to play with the army. Yeah. Because I don't think that it wasn't. Not it wasn't. I couldn't. I didn't know what it was because he explained it. But yeah. Uh, come on. 
I mean, just like if that was an like empire army with the same walls, it would probably be fine. Yeah, because they're humans. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's the point. So. There's also some other armies that like weren't based. Yeah. There was like some I saw a sil- I saw a Sylvan Elf army that had horses without riders. Okay. It's like okay, is that what kind of cavalry is that? Yeah. And the, I played against a vampire army where the barrow guard had paired weapons. Oh, uh, but they well on the models uh, okay. the, but apparently they had shields okay I was like when I turned up I was like oh, they, do they have great weapons he's like no helmet for shield it's like okay it's <laughs> like there's, an ex- there's like a line I mean that that wasn't that bad yeah I mean that, that's acceptable but it's not good yeah you should do it I, I just thought the the top end painting standard was really good yeah like the guy who it won was, best painting yeah, was yeah. like extremely amazing uh, probably, this world. probably like giant fanatic best painted standards yeah yeah exactly yeah I guess yeah to be honest this last fanatic yeah. I think he would have won best painting like, he would have he would have been up there on the top table yeah, like, yeah. like contending for it right um, but there wasn't that that many nicely really nicely painted yeah. armies I didn't to be honest I didn't really take time and look around I, I took a took time to look at some and I think it was more like there was <laughs> it was more like Tony's Empire army is really nice yeah uh, but I think it was more like there was no, not really that many who were like, really good but not that winning best painting yeah, yeah. It, but like, it was there like was a couple clear, there was a clear winner yeah exactly well, whereas and then there was like a really big like really low standard yeah or, yeah and whereas I think in Denmark there's like more mid tier and more yeah, high tier exactly right you get those like shit armies as well but yeah of course <laughs> that's unavoidable but then in general it was a it was a bit higher yeah. in Denmark. Yeah, I would um, say so. Anything else that was different that you liked about the event that was different to Denmark? I think, well, I don't know, like, again, with the drinking, I think it's just drinking culture in, uh, <laughs> in England is the fact that, you know, like, when you're there and you're, you're just sitting around, it just seems like everybody's just buying drinks for everyone. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. cares about, like, who bought what for whom. And yeah, so. I, I lost track. I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure I bought you one earlier, but this guy bought me yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Like, in the end, so many people bought me drinks that, like, I, fo- I think I bought, like, four beers the whole night. Yeah. And I tried to buy it back, but, like, I always had beer in my yeah. hand. Yeah. And it, then sometimes I had two yeah. or three in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jägermann's flying around. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, I mean... I think that's not something to do with the tournament in general. It's just like I guess how and it's it's just like in Scandinavia. I guess the prices are so high that you can't really do yeah. that. But it's also so nice, you know, like when people just don't care. They like when you don't have to bother about it, basically. Yeah. So, uh, how did did you play five English English guys? Um, let's see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was all English guys. Yeah, I played. I played four English guys and one French guy. Oh yeah. So, how did you think the meta was compared to Denmark? Is it different? Oh, hmm, I can't really tell, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not sure. A bit, like, I played a lot of elf lists, and to me that's, like, very similar. Yeah. I th- it was, it was I, okay, I, I played a lot less defensive lists, I would say. Yeah. Like, uh, most lists were aggressive. I played one defensive uh, Sivanev army, and that's it. Yeah. But I, he was, like, practicing for ETC or something, so I guess you okay. can understand it. Fair enough. I mean, I think the meta in UK is actually a bit more shooty than in Denmark. Okay, so maybe I just dodged it. Yeah. I don't know if it... You didn't, I didn't really see the gun lines, yeah. but I think in general, in Denmark, the list's a bit more built for combat Okay. than in the UK. Yeah. But I, I didn't really get, like, a, I didn't really get the feeling that it was vastly different. No, actually. 
it's quite similar. Yeah, I, we think, should... I think the main difference was that I played a Southern Asian player who really knew what he was doing. Whereas in Denmark, most of the time when you play Southern Asians, <laughs> you're like, oh, you play Patrick. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat, well, Patrick's decent, but like some players aren't like you know, like usually you look at it and you're like, oh, it's, this is probably a good game for me. Like there's yeah. a lot of Carnosaur stuff which are annoying, but yeah. they can you, they can be dealt there's with. There's no Carnosaurs in English. Yeah, no Carnosaur. <laughs> Whereas this guy was running like free Stegons for counter charge and then just tons of Salamanders and tons of shooting magic. Yeah, and it was just like you can't get close because seconds will eat you but you can't stay away too much yeah. because then you shoot you off a board yeah. and it was really exactly. hard to play against yeah that's that's yeah. a tough list actually yeah it's a good player as well so we should say that uh core sizing yeah won the tournament yeah from denmark yeah so a danish person yeah. winning the english championship yeah. conquering the world again yeah <laughs> like the dane law is back <laughs> i'm not sure about that <laughs> but um yeah, is there anything else you want to say about the tournament? Oh, it's just a really good time. Really nice to meet uh, all the people. There was a lot of people from uh, like uh, design team and this kind of, um, well, maybe not design team, but like from the higher ups in the project who were there yeah. playing. Uh, it was quite nice to put uh, names to faces and yeah. uh, so on. So just to close out the podcast, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, you can email us at amatimedk at gmail.com. Yeah. Probably find us on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't really use okay. Twitter. Yeah, I think I, after, I the, after this weekend, what I've tried to, uh, yeah. I'm just not going to bother. Yeah, I guess I could I could say that I, I was tweeting quite a lot for this event, mostly because I felt pressure when, when Jack tagged me and like follow these people to look <laughs> at the event. I'm like, okay, I'm good. But it's, I don't know, like it kind of reduces the enjoyment of the game when you, uh, like when you tweet all the time and then yeah, you have to yeah. play and it's quite stressful. And yeah, I hate to just like be standing there taking pictures. I just want to take a picture. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's not fun. Yeah, anyway. Bye. So thank you for listening to another episode of Amatime Podcast. I'm sorry about this episode being a little bit noisy in the background. Most of where we were recording was either an airport or a busy tournament room. So hopefully the sound quality was okay. Regardless, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please give me an email at amatimedk at gmail.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, on the Knife Edge Forum, and on Twitter.